Hi everyone and welcome to VMware's Partnership Perspectives. I'm Zia Yusuf, Senior Vice President of Strategic Ecosystem and Industry Solutions at VMware. And I'm pleased to share with you stories and trends from VMware partners, executives, and industry analysts. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Kate Woolley, General Manager of IBM's ecosystem. Kate leads global sales and programs supporting IBM partners who are delivering value to clients with hybrid cloud services. Together, we discussed how IBM and VMware's expanded relationship continues to evolve and grow and how our unique partnership is critical in helping customers modernize workloads and accelerate time to value in a hybrid cloud environment. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Folks, my name is Zia Yusuf. I'm a Senior Vice President of the Ecosystem team here at VMware. Excited to have Kate Woolley, General Manager of IBM's Ecosystem, join us today. She manages all things ecosystem for IBM and really integrates the partners into the go-to-market strategy. So again, thank you, Kate, for joining us. To kick this off, Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself, about your recent transition into this role. How is it going? Kind of what surprised you? Just give us a little bit of background on your role and what you're working on. Thanks. And before I jump into that, Thank you to you and to VMware for the partnership. I know we're going to spend some time on that, but I couldn't jump in without starting with a thank you. It's such a critical partnership for us at IBM. So great to be here today. In terms of the role, as you said, leading the IBM ecosystem, we've got all different pieces of the ecosystem. So we've got our largest strategic partners, of which obviously VMware, a critical one of those. We also have all of our ISVs where they build and embed our IBM technology our largest system integrator relationships, as well as all of our resale partners. So I stepped into this role in January. Prior to that, spent just under two years as chief of staff to our CEO, and that was how I came into IBM, joined IBM from Bain. It's been a really incredible eight months learning about the ecosystem and spending a lot of time with our partners. One of the things that is so energizing about it is our partners all want to do more as part of the IBM ecosystem. So that is what has not surprised me, but what's been very exciting about the last eight months. So Kate, recently at, at Explore, which was a really exciting event for us, a lot of energy, and we were delighted to make some important announcements with IBM as well around modernizing workloads and accelerating what we can do on hybrid cloud environments. Can you share some of the highlights and, and from your perspective, what these announcements mean to you? Yes, absolutely. We are really excited about the joint announcement recently. I think this really helps us to streamline the adoption of hybrid cloud for VMware's clients. I think there are three areas or three big pieces of the announcement that I'm most excited about. The first one, technology innovations were driving the consulting expertise and the enhanced partnership that we have. So if I step through each of those, I think on the technology innovations piece, look, the IBM and VMware joint innovation lab that's been up and running since 2018, this brings together the strength of our engineering, sales, marketing, enablement organizations across IBM and VMware. And it's this co-innovation engine that really solves problems for our clients, but does it together. And we announced the new agreement that funds and expands that innovation pipeline for another three years. So there's so much more we can continue to do there from a technology innovation standpoint. 
The second piece around consulting expertise. So IBM Consulting has become a certified GSI partner for VMware. So we can help clients even further on their cloud transformation journeys. And as we think about IBM as a partner with the combination of deep consulting expertise and the jointly developed cloud technologies across IBM and VMware, I think we're very uniquely positioned there and it's a great step forward in our partnership. And the last piece around our enhanced partnership, we are collaborating together to enable cloud satellite for VMware, so IBM Cloud Satellite. So where we have workloads that need to remain on premise, we can get the workloads, the VMware workloads, wherever they run, we can bring the innovation of IBM Cloud Services to our clients' data centers. So I think those three are the big pieces that I was most excited about with our recent announcements. And it certainly got a lot of pickup and then I was in, in a few customer conversations where we had that question as well. So, so excited about that. Kid, as we just kind of step back a, a little bit, a lot has been happening in the world from a macro perspective, obviously, you know, pandemic and, and war and all these things. What are some of the customer trends you're seeing as IBM and in particular, as you talk to your partners outside of VMware, what does that mean for how you're thinking about the ecosystem? Any shifts there, any changes? So I think, Zia, I don't know if I'll say anything here that will surprise you. Well, actually, hopefully I don't. But I think the first one, look, I don't know if I can call this a trend, but I'm still going to put it into this part of the conversation. As we think about hybrid cloud as a destination for our clients, our collective clients, I think a few years ago there was always this question, is hybrid cloud a destination? Is it a step on the journey? I think the market's shown us it's a destination. So I would say... That is a thing that we are seeing and hearing from our clients when we look at the amount of workloads that are not on public cloud, 70% of workloads not on public cloud. And then we've got so many enterprises still using two or more public or private clouds. There's just the hybrid cloud opportunity is enormous. And I think that plays in well, obviously, to our complementary strategies. The other few trends that I would say are most prevalent and hearing them from our clients and from our partners probably around security and just that as kind of the issue of the decade and how do we actually address the significant increase in security breaches and what we're seeing there. Second piece around automation, we've got worker shortages, cost pressures, and we're all seeing that every single day in how the the world is evolving. So how can we actually drive productivity at scale? And then the last one is around data. When we look at the amount of data that exists, the amount of data that's been created, and then the fact that 90% of that is untapped, how can we actually help our clients to connect the data where they need it and to really use it in the way they want to use it? So those are probably security automation, data, the big trends that I'm seeing and hearing from our partners and our clients. IBM and certainly VMware had to go through this kind of business model transformation, technology transformation. As you look at your partners and especially some of the smaller ones that have had a very specific set of capabilities or services that they've provided in an on-premise world, as you talk to them, how are they dealing with those changes in business model and profit margins and so on? And how are you helping those companies? Look, they're being forced to adjust, adjust in the way that we all are and all of our clients are as well. And so... As we think about, I think that the way that IBM is helping and the way that IBM and VMware are helping as well, as you think about our partnership, is we have to help not only our clients, but we also have to help our partners 
transition their portfolios to address some of these needs. But I think that then also goes to the beauty of an ecosystem because our partners don't need to be able to do everything. So if there's somewhere where they can fit in and they can be best of breed, I think helping them to identify that and evolve that and then helping to make the connections across the ecosystem only helps as we're pushing our partners and our clients to make the transition to keep up with these trends that have only, as you said, only been accelerated and somewhat forced by the world in which we've been living in for the last couple of years. We both ended up, I have a little bit of a similar background. We were in, in consulting firms together, you at and I was at BCG, which was hopefully a great experience it was for me. How has that background helped you in, in this role? And, yes. and as you kind of transition into IBM. We do have similar backgrounds. It's always great to talk to consultants who've come out and, and are now doing, uh, now we're working together on the other side, I guess. Uh, so it's fantastic. Look, I think a few things as I reflect on how I've taken some of those skills and applied them in the ecosystem. Look, when I first stepped into this role, I went on a listening tour and I spent a lot of time with partners and with our team internally. And really, I was speaking to partners. I said, I don't even know what business we're doing with you. I haven't got any briefing from any of my team internally. I want to hear your perspective before I hear anything else. If I think about from a consulting standpoint, when we were consultants, you had to listen really carefully when you first stepped into a new client situation to learn and be able to identify and see what the issues were. Because I don't think there are any answers to what we want to do that don't exist either in our partners or in our own teams. But we've got to work out how to listen and uncover them and enable them. And I think that's the other piece that I've really tried to bring out of my consulting background is the notion of kind of servant leadership and how do I actually play the role to just unlock my team. It's not, I don't know everything about the ecosystem. I have people on my team that have been working in the ecosystem for 30 years. How can I actually take the roadblocks out of their way and enable them to achieve the right answers? I don't have all the answers and I never thought I would coming in. And the other kind of thing we have somewhat in common is I was at SAP for 10 years, many years ago, and, and actually started my journey there working for Hasso Klotner, who's the founder and, and CEO of SAP. You started as chief of staff to Arvind, the IBM CEO. How did that position help you kind of set the stage for this role? Look, I think spending the first couple of years working with IBM, working with Arvind as his chief of staff, it allowed me to be a part of setting the agenda as a new CEO came into that role and and what was his agenda, what were his priorities, knowing kind of what mattered to him and where he wanted to take the organisation. I think having that broad perspective across IBM to now be able to bring that into this role because as you think about the ecosystem, it's driving a lot of connections and collaboration with all of our partners, but it's also driving that across the IBM organisation. And so I think having that bird's eye view and learning IBM from that position and then being able to step into that, it's allowed me to bring some different perspectives, both outside-in perspectives, but also IBM top-down perspectives. Yeah, I agree. It's a great place to start to get a bird's eye view. And at that point, if I remember the direction I got was, okay, now you've helped in all this big picture stuff. You need to go now execute in a piece of the puzzle. Kit, the other kind of question is we've all kind of lived through 
quite an experience these last couple of years, both, again, as I said, from a health perspective, cultural change, work from home, a lot is going on. And you couple that with the transition that companies have had to make. It's a lot for individuals on teams to deal with. How have you evolved your leadership style during this period? Have there been some adjustments where you've had to step back and say, okay, I used to do things in a certain way. That's not going to work. I have to do it in a different way. Yes, it, it's been a really interesting transition for leaders. And I think that it's also been a good lesson for us all that we do need that human connection. I think we've had to make adjustments during the last couple of years to be able to drive that human connection and drive it virtually. But I still, I'm actually a, a big believer in the fact that we need to also drive that connection in person. So now that we're able to do that, and now I personally am kind of strongly encouraging my team to do that. And for me personally, getting back out into our markets now that travel has opened up and being able to spend time on the ground, because I think going into that virtual world, it meant that we all of a sudden were only kind of dealing in a close way with our direct teams. I had to adjust to make an explicit effort to be connecting with our frontline because there was no longer a trip into a market to be able to spend time on the ground with our teams, with our partners. And you could very quickly, if you weren't careful, just be in this world where you're dealing with only your direct team and not getting that further connection, which is where you really learn the most, I, I think. And so that's one thing I made sure to adjust in terms of when we were virtual, trying to get those connections out into the markets, into the field, into the front line. Yeah, it was interesting at Explore, not only did we have an opportunity to connect with partners and customers, but honestly, we had an opportunity to connect with our own colleagues. And that turned out to be a very important piece of the puzzle, which would not have been the case before. So I saw a lot of kind of team events happening on the side when, when you did get an opportunity. Maybe one last question here. If, if you were, and I'm not suggesting you do, but if you were to leave IBM and start something completely new, what would you do? Do I go and start an IBM and VMware business partner? <laughs> <laughs> sure. This is a hard question. So I don't know if I'd make any money doing this, but if money doesn't matter, if making money doesn't matter, one thing I do really enjoy doing in my personal time is if you ever seen those children's birthday cakes that are very elaborate and kind of made in the shape of favorite characters or anything like that. And very expensive. Yes, yes. Well, so I've always made, I have two children. So twice a year, I get to spend kind of quite a significant amount of time creating one of these birthday cakes and growing up. So for any Australian who's listening to this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But growing up, there was a cookbook in Australia that had all these amazing birthday cakes in it. And every year my mum would make me one. So maybe I would go into business making birthday cakes for, for children, but I would definitely not be making a lot of money doing it, I don't think. <laughs> Well, at some point, purpose and passion kind of have to collide. Congratulations that you've been making those at home. That must be special for your children. <laughs> twice so a year. Twice a year. So, Kate, look, thank you so much for your time. From a business perspective, obviously, very important relationship between the two companies. And, and I'm excited that we've been able to enhance and accelerate that. And then just from a personal perspective, congratulations on the role. I'm playing a similar role for VMware. It's so important for an ecosystem to be incredibly strong and thoughtfully set up. 
because it really does take a village and we're glad and honored to be part of your village in terms of engaging with our customers. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Zia. Great to sit down and have this conversation and look forward to many more of them. And thank you again for your partnership. And we're back. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Kate. It was great discussing joint innovations, recent industry trends, and how together VMware and IBM's 20-year relationship is helping customers transition their businesses to the cloud more securely. To learn more about VMware, please visit vmware.com. To connect with Kate, you can find her on LinkedIn. Thank you again for joining us today. Remember to subscribe, follow, and review VMware's Partnership Perspectives podcast from your streaming platform of choice. For more information on VMware and our partners, please visit the Partner Executive Edge page on vmware.com. I'm Zia Youssef. Thank you for listening and I hope you'll join us next time.